What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago, while weed has been legal for a few years in Illinois, there really hasn't been a place to buy seeds to grow cannabis until now. The country's first brick-and-mortar cannabis seed shop recently opened at Irvin Park on the northwest side. We stopped by Money Tree Genetics to talk to owner Tom Wilson about what it takes to grow weed at the crib. It's Monday, February 6th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is What Chicago's Talking About. Tom, welcome to CityCast Chicago. Appreciate you guys covering us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Usually when I say welcome, we're like on Zoom, and so it feels like it's my space, but I'm actually in your brick-and-mortar shop. And when I first walked in, I could have imagined you all so merch and art. The, it's so vibrant in here. It's very colorful. You got hats. You got hoodies. But can, can you explain to CityCast listeners what you're actually known for selling here at Money Tree Genetics? So sure. So genetics would be the cannabis seeds themselves or the starter plants that are cut from other cannabis plants in order to propagate. Recent law changes have allowed us to enter the space as Illinois medical card holders can legally grow five plants now. Nobody has taken the leap to provide a resource to these people. Like a lot of other stores sell all these other products, CBD, gummies, flour, pre-rolls. That's already out there. We want to really be specific to what it is we're encompassing here, and that's providing top quality genetics to people that want to grow their own medication. You know, we've had legal cannabis in Illinois going on three years in different parts of America. It's been legal uh, for a decade almost. You know, what has changed recently that has allowed for the almost the first of its kind store like yours to open? So the big factor was a lawyer named Shane Pennington. He was working on a case uh, with the DEA that was, you know, somebody was having some issues, let's say, and he wanted clarification as to what was considered the source rule. Like if you test something and it doesn't test to have any of the illegal substance in it, he basically was asking, how can you call it marijuana or cannabis if it doesn't test for it? Mm. And so to everybody's surprise, the DEA publicly acknowledged his request and responded with a detailed letter that officially removed cannabis seeds from the Controlled Substance Act. That was our actual determination to move forward despite what Illinois has on file. So that letter supersedes what Illinois says this. So in theory, it should because federal law supersedes Mm -hmm. you know, state law. Um, I guess critics to that would say cannabis is not federally legal and Illinois chooses to grow medical cannabis. So, you know, they can kind of make up their own rules to some Mm -hmm. extent. Our motto was let's play nice with everybody. 
let's keep both sides of the industry happy. So we maintain licenses from the Department of Agriculture to do what we're doing as diligently and as transparently as we can. There is no specific system in place that regulates exactly how we do what we do. So we're kind of forming that path. So we only bring in seed and live plant genetics from uh, licensed cultivation centers that have you know, certificates of authenticity. We track all that to a batch number. So that way when our genetics make it into these grow facilities in Illinois, nobody will have, you know, if anybody raises a question, they can come back and ask where they came from, where these test results are. And then it's really not on us. You know, we're kind of just the middleman, the broker, you know, we're the specialist in getting the right things in. According to the DEA and the federal government and the U.S. Department of Agriculture, cannabis seeds are removed from the Controlled Substance Act. Illinois state law says you need to be a dispensary in order to dispense seeds. But their verbiage was in place prior to federal changes. So we assume that it's going to be a trickle-down factor. It's going to take some time. But all states form their Controlled Substance Act based off of the Federal Substance Act. Can you buy seeds from here without a medical marijuana card? You can because they're considered hemp by law. Got it. If you test a cannabis seed or a baby cannabis plant, they will test under the 0.3 limits, which legally make them hemp. Who in Illinois right now is legally able to grow cannabis at the crib? So uh, licensed uh, medical card holders, state law specifically says they can cultivate five plants, no limit on size or weight of their finished product. What goes into growing a cannabis plant at home? Like, what is that process? So I think there's a big range. Some people choose to grow their first plants in their backyards. There is no law that says it has to be in your house or out of your house. It just has to be in a reasonable distance from a street or passer buyers. So growing outside is much more forgiving. Cannabis has been nicknamed weed because it does grow like a weed. So I think even an amateur uh, grower can produce you know, a sustainable crop, so to say, and not have to be an expert. And that's a good way to start. And then you can run that all the way up to the extreme. There's the boutique, you know, high-end cannabis connoisseurs who will move their garden into their house with top-of-the-line lighting equipment, top-of-the-line medical-grade fertilizers, and you can really take it to many levels. So when you think about those levels, expense-wise, how does it compare to your your average houseplant? I'd say it's probably... 10 times more expensive as far as, you know, the startup costs when you're doing things, you know, on a professional level, so to say. Like what goes into that? So environment, uh, lighting, temperature control, air filtration, food, fertilizer, pest control. There's a lot of things. And so, you know, is it easy in some regards? It is. And others to get that high-end finished product that a lot of people expect to see it does take years of experience and it's not it's not meant for everybody. How would you convince someone or how would you, you know, uh, give someone advice who's considering maybe growing legally at home versus just sort of cutting all that out and going straight to the dispensary? Some people have a green thumb. Some people don't. For the ones who don't, we kind of have this rule of thumb. We say, you know, give it the college effort. If you have, if, you know, if you make it three times, if you grow three times and you haven't quit by then, you're probably going to be a lifelong grower at that point, and it's going to be like a hobby. It's not going to feel like a job. 
So it's kind of like owning a fish tank. If you think cleaning it is going to be maintenance and a headache, it's probably not for you. Same kind of goes with cannabis. Yeah. If you take cost off the table, what are some of the benefits of growing your own cannabis versus going to a dispensary and looking up, you know, some high class menu? Yeah, I think for people who embrace it, they're guaranteeing themselves better quality, uh, no pests, uh, sustainable as far as a lot of people want to reduce their carbon footprint. A lot of people don't want to, you know, chip into this industry that's using a lot of electricity and garbage. And there's a lot of things that haven't been thought about, not to mention just the, uh, the supply chain and the taxes that go along with it and all the transportation and all the fuel and the carbon impact that it has. So I think for a lot of people that are organic, a lot of people that can't even afford their medicine, this does touch on the cost thing, but the difference in prices, once you know what you're doing can be, uh, quite a big difference, you know, especially for people who need medication. So if a person came here, could they leave with all of the tools they needed to go home and start? Or could they get the seeds in the, you know, you could point them in the right direction on a place to get lights and fil- air so, filtration? So yeah, we specifically uh, waited an extra three months to get our location to be strategically across the street from Chicago Roots Hydroponics, which is the city's kind of most admirable hydroponics, you know, supply store that's kind of geared towards cannabis. So it was very part of our model. Mm -hmm. So we share the same clientele. We do events together. We collaborate together. We send our customers over there with receipts. They get a little extra discount when they need to buy their products and supplies. Y'all got the fruit. They got the roll-up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Nice. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So where did your journey begin before the store, before the laws changed, when you were growing up in Irvin Park, you know, what was your relationship to, you know, maybe just gardening in general? I was the kid in the family who had the green thumb. Everybody who had a dying plant or ficus tree gifted it to me. And they always came back to life and thrived. So naturally, 
you know, in high school when I discovered my relationship with cannabis, one of the first things I wanted to do was cultivate plants. Mm-hmm. The funny thing was back then there wasn't nearly the amount of resources. The only guide we had in the mid nineties was high times magazine, which had, you know, these grow guides. And even then that could be pretty hit or miss because it, you know, you might not even be able to find half the stuff that was in that grow guide that you needed. So you had to really be MacGyver. And fortunately I'm blessed with, you know, hand and eye coordination, wiring, electronics and MacGyvering things. And that plays a big factor in, you know, successful, uh, cultivation with cannabis you don't have to be a macgyver to grow good tomatoes but you kind of got to be a little macgyverish to get your hydroponics set up going the right way mm-hmm. there's a lot of technical aspects to it so uh yeah i think i got hooked on all of it you know the plant itself the technical aspects the hobby side uh of course you know enjoying being stoned right you know <laughs> nothing wrong with that it's nice that we can say these things these days without being scrutinized but you've also seen other parts of the business. If I understand correctly, you were out in California. You've, you know, worked on weed farms. You've seen the supply chain. Why a seed, uh, you know, a seed and genetics store rather than a, a dispensary or going to craft growing? When we think about the cannabis industry, it's no longer black market. It's white market. So now we're thinking more along the lines of, you know, Coke and Pepsi, trademarking, you know, backbones, recipes, branding. That's where the genetic side come in. People need to have products custom tailored to fit their brand that's going to be marketable, just like any other commodity. So it's, it's capitalism at its finest, you know, and some people embrace it. Some people are fighting it because black market growers will always be a little unhappy of legalization because it's kind of squeezing them out. Whereas I see it as it's the trade off. Everybody's been wanting this plant legalized for a long time. And here we are. With the expansion of flavors and options, do you think we're at a point where we're kind of in the grocery store and we got 20 different versions of the same Frosted Flakes? Or do you think there's still a lot of innovation on your side of things where we're talking about seeds and checking the genetic, you know, the genetic purity of plants and what we're being told we're given? So I think it might be one of the few plants that the world has been able to embrace in a way where there's thousands of possibilities all inside one general strain of a you know of a marijuana plant um the possibilities are endless and now that we have a storefront we're seeing quite a wide array i don't carry something in my store i usually will write it down and do my hardest to bring in what people are asking for it's really not about what we want to push them it's about what people really need i think we're scratching the surface though with legalization i think we're going to see a much higher percentage of infusion into other industries, perhaps like medical and bio farm. And so genetics are going to be everything. Right. Cause I was going to say, how do you make money? So it's, uh, it's, it pretty much falls in suit with just about any other standard business. You know, we purchase our genetics from licensed cultivators. So we get a wholesale purchasing option and then we have a retail price. Mm-hmm. We're not here to really uh, price gouge or get too greedy. We just want to see the industry settle into this nice white market area where everybody's happy. Where do you hope to see Chicago and Illinois move, whether it's medical or recreational weed? So I think we need to catch up to the East Coast and West Coast. We've been left behind in comparison you know, to how fast you know, cannabis is evolving there. The West Coast, clearly everybody knows, was the first. East Coast, you know, uh, New York, for example, they're very, you know, they have such a high volume of people and spaces and vertical spaces and such a limited amount of law enforcement that 
there seems to be very little control over like consumption lounges and creative workspaces. And, you know, since pandemic, it's, uh, it seems like the state has just kind of let them operate freely to see where it goes to help almost formulate their system by looking at what's going on with it. Whereas here in Chicago, none of that has happened because anybody who tries to seem, you know, Chicago police and local law enforcement, they really have had no tolerance. I see us starting to catch up. Um, it's not necessarily the strains. It's really more about the culture, the spaces, and the industry. You talked about sort of bringing cannabis out of the black market into the white market. But I think that word kind of has more than one meaning because it is a very white market here in Illinois. How have you seen efforts to make the cannabis industry more equitable? How do you think Illinois is doing on, on that front? It's kind of a teeter-totter right now. Uh, it goes back and forth amongst uh, various groups. There's a lot of licenses that are tied up in lawsuits related to social equity with complaints on both sides. Some social equity companies are really kind of just sandbagging it to make other ones more profitable. I think maybe as much as 70% of the licenses aren't even operational out of the system. So I think that side of it is a really big mess right now. And that's hurting us, you know, it's slowing us down. Anything we can do to help, you know, which is why we're talking with the Illinois Department of Ag and all these cultivation centers trying to, to facilitate, you know, making this, this process a little better. Tom, thank you so much uh, for allowing us to come in, learn a little bit more about Money Tree. We really appreciate you joining CityCast. Anytime, we're happy to always chat. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. WBEZ, Sun-Times, and UChicago Institute of Politics are hosting two mayoral forums this week. Half the candidates will be at UIC on Wednesday at 11 a.m., and the other half will be at the University of Chicago Thursday at 11 a.m. You can hear it all live on WBEZ. About 700,000 Illinoisans could lose access to Medicaid coverage as soon as this summer, when COVID era protections are up. Now, the federal government expanded access back in 2020, if you remember, to ensure more Americans, but pandemic emergency declarations are set to expire this spring. After a chilly couple weeks, we could be enjoying temperatures in the 40s, my friends, and maybe as high as the 50s. I like to call that hoodie season. Mrs. O'Leary's Plow, De Plow, Sears Plower, Holy Plow, Salter Payton, Sleet Home Chicago, and John Baptiste Point Du Shovel, those are the winning picks for the Chicago Snow Plow naming competitions. Now you can help Brookfield Zoo name some cockroaches. And some good news to get you through. For my Garfield Park folks, the conservatory is hosting cooking classes Wednesday at 545. You'll get to cook, enjoy a meal, but also learn about black culinary history. It's invite only, so reach out to the email in the show notes for more info. Please vote CityCast Chicago is the best podcast and best newsletter in the city as part of the Chicago Reader's Best of 2022 list. I'm going to be here tomorrow. Hopefully you'll join me. Peace.